Welcome to another episode of Global Market Insights brought to you by XM.com, where we provide meaningful and informative content about the events that affect market trends and shape global markets. Hello and welcome to the Weekly Outlook at XM.com. I'm Maria Pashardavis and joining me is lead investment analyst Rafi Boyajian. We'll be reviewing the week ahead. So Rafi, let's begin with the May non-farm payrolls report due out in the U.S. on Friday. Back in April, we had a disappointing NFP report with an increase of only 266,000 jobs instead of the nearly 1 million expected. What are analysts forecasting for May and how might this data affect yields in the dollar? Well, Maria, there's certainly a lot of focus on the May jobs report after that uh, shock number we saw back in April. Uh, So on the whole, we should definitely see a much uh, stronger number. Uh, The question is uh, how strong. Uh, Now the latest forecasts are for uh, a gain of around 600,000. But first, let's remind ourselves why the uh, April NFP was so bad. Uh, There were a lot of seasonal factors which affected that figure. but uh, a lot of analysts uh, blamed uh, that uh, that low print down to the, the generous uh, unemployment insurance uh, that was approved uh, in uh, in Biden's last uh, stimulus package, um, and so that was deterring uh, people from going out and seeking work. And since then, though, several states across America have ended that uh, extra unemployment benefit. Uh, so that should boost the main number as more people go out uh, to find work. Uh, however, some uh, surveys do suggest that employers were still struggling in May to fill their vacancies. So there are still downside risks to the number. Uh, but if we have a look at the weekly jobless claims, that's been trending lower throughout May. Uh, and so that does support uh, the, the view that we should see a big rebound uh, in May. Uh, now, as far as the markets are concerned, so if the numbers are more or less in line with expectations, we're probably not going to see a huge reaction uh, because uh, the, that won't impact the Fed's narrative that uh, what we're seeing with inflation is temporary and they, they won't see further progress in the recovery of the labor market. However, if we do see a much stronger than expected uh, non-farm payrolls increase, that could definitely lift treasury yields with already seeing a bit of rebound there uh, and that would definitely help the dollar uh, move further away from those four and a half months lows uh, that we saw recently. Right. Moving over to Australia now, we'll get a barrage of data next week, but will any of that matter when we also have an RBA meeting, a policy meeting? What's the Aussie likely to react to more? So definitely a lot of data coming out of Australia next week. The Wednesday's GDP report will be uh, the highlight. Uh, but uh, all of these data are now pretty much seen as backward looking. Uh, so they don't, won't tell us much about um, what to expect. And we, but we do know that Australia's recovery is doing pretty well. Uh, so whether or not we see some disappointment, some uh, positive surprises, not going to have a huge impact uh, because mainly because the RBA has made it pretty clear what it's looking for. Now, we do have the RBA policy meeting on Tuesday. They're expected to keep policy unchanged. They're definitely not expected to follow uh, in the RBNZ's footsteps uh, and uh, signal tapering uh, because the RBA, they want to see 
uh, wage growth uh, rise to 3% sustainably uh, and then that would then help inflation uh, rise within their 2 to 3% target band. Until then, the RBA will probably stay very dovish. Um, and the next fo the, the focus now for the as far as the RBA is, is concerned uh, is the July policymaker meeting because uh, policymakers have signaled that uh, that is when they will decide whether or not to extend their QE program. Uh, so until July, we're probably not going to see uh, much change in the Australian dollar. It will probably continue consolidating. Uh, and in the meantime, as pressure builds on the RBA to reduce its QE because uh, as the recovery improves, uh, they do have uh, some support uh, for uh, maintaining such policy because we did see uh, the state of Victoria being placed back under lockdown. So still a bit of uncertainty on the whole though. Um, the, the picture for Australia is positive and uh, all eyes are on that July policy meeting. Okay, looking at Canada, first quarter GDP numbers are due on Tuesday and the May employment report will be out on Friday. Over the past few weeks, Canada's vaccination pace has sped up, which bodes well for the recovery of the labour market. Are we likely to see a boost uh, in the loonie? So the loonie has definitely been powering ahead after that uh, taper decision by the Bank of Canada. Uh, now the rally has is lately due to the dollar steadying, uh, but we could see a bit of a boost coming from uh, that GDP and employment data next week. Um, now the, the, there have been some regional lockdowns in Canada that could uh, impact uh, both the GDP numbers uh, and uh, Friday's jobs numbers. Uh, but uh, we, given that we saw such a bad figure uh, back in April when we, we had most of those lockdowns in Canada uh, and we saw a big job loss uh, for the month of April, uh, we should see uh, stronger numbers for uh, May. Uh, and if there are positive surprises there, definitely we could see uh, the Canadian dollar uh, climbing um, above those recent six-year highs that it touched against the US dollar. And finally, in Europe, we'll get Eurozone flash CPIs on Tuesday. We could see inflation hitting or coming close to the ECB target. What kind of implications would this have, if any, on ECB policy and the euro? So the forecasts are for the headline number to be 1.9% uh, year on year for May. Uh, and so that's pretty much uh, hitting the target because ECB has a target of close to about below 2% uh, for inflation. Now, on the one hand, this is a good thing because the eurozone inflation has undershot for so many years now, and finally they're hitting their target. But the problem is uh, it's expected to rise uh, even further in the coming months. We should see much higher inflation. Uh, DCB has said, like the Fed, that this will be temporary. They're not going to uh, react to it. Uh, but nevertheless, there is speculation building up that the ECB could soon um, announce that they will slow down their asset purchases. Uh, now, we had several policymakers uh, downplaying this prospect. Uh, so. Uh, we probably shouldn't expect, expect much at the June policy meeting, uh, but nevertheless, uh, that's where uh, much of the attention is now. It's a bit of a wait and see what the, the ECB or how dovish the ECB is going to be in, in June. Uh, they don't want to uh, get too carried away by saying the recovery is doing well. Uh, and that could weigh on the euro. Though on the whole, uh, the euro has... Uh, been uh, doing rather well despite those uh, recent dovish remarks. Uh, it hasn't fallen that much, so uh, 
investors remain optimistic. Uh, but we, basically, we have to see just what the ECB is going to say in June. They don't how dovish are they going to be? Are there going to be any signals there about tapering? Um, but until then, uh, they, we shouldn't. Exp uh, we could yet see the euro rising because of that growing optimism uh, about the eurozone economy. Rafi, thanks so much. And thanks for joining us at XM.com. Thank you for listening to another episode of Global Market Insights brought to you by XM.com. For more in-depth technical and fundamental analysis, be sure to visit www.xm.com forward slash research.